0: Hell, it's hotter in here than it was in Afghanistan. Beckett Sloan mumbled the words, but his radio mic must have picked them up because he heard his captain, Gabe Malvaso, chuckle through the line. At least it's chilly outside for April, Gabe responded. Thank God for small blessings, Beck. Not gonna happen. To Beck, blessings and God had become irrelevant words since he'd taken his first tour in Iraq over 20 years ago. Instead of dwelling on war experiences in Iraq, which still woke him in the middle of the night, he focused on his current job. How you doing back there, Proby? Felicia White tossed out. The tall, slender woman had a core of steel. Intentionally, this time, Beck snorted into the radio. Just fine, Lieutenant. For most of his adult life, Beck had held officer's rank, from second lieutenant all the way to colonel. No more, now thanks to the Higher Our Heroes Initiative, he was rookie in the Hidden Cove Fire Department, which suited him fine. The fire service was basically a paramilitary organization, with the same slogan as the armed services, duty, honor, country. It was as close to the army as he could get without IEDs going off in his path or the slaughter of innocents happening right in front of him. At least now he was trying to save people instead of kill them. A timber crashed down in front of Gabe, and all five members of the rescue squad jumped back. Sparks flew in every direction, and a few embers landed on White, who was in front of Beck. They'd kept him close to officers for the first year. Immediately, he reached out to brush the glowing shards from her helmet. Embers under their Nomex hoods were nasty. Into his mic, Gabe asked. Condition of the fire, chief? Getting worse, their battalion chief shot back, with a note of concern in his voice. You're close to coming out. The voice belonged to Cal Erickson, who was operating Incident Command. We're on the second floor. Let us check the bedrooms. Do it fast. Gabe ticked off orders. Sands and O'Malley left. White, go with them. Sloan, you're with me. Yes, sir. Following his officer into a bedroom straight ahead, he dropped to the floor when Malvaso did. It was a furnace in here as heat rose. Check the left side. Blindly feeling the wall, Beck connected with a steel post. The bedstead? He reached beyond it and found a soft spongy mass, a bed, which when pressed, bounced. Got one, Cap. You carry him out, Beck. My side's clear. I'll be right in front of you to lead the way. Thankfully, he didn't have a superior officer who took over when things got tense. Beck identified legs first, a torso, a head. Scooping up the body, he determined the person weighed about 200 pounds and had a lot of muscle. Pitching the guy over his shoulder, Beck stood into even hotter air, which could burn the lungs. Using the wall again, since he could only see outlines, he slid his hand along the sheetrock until he reached the door. Stepping into the hallway, he slowly made his way down the stairs, careful to balance his heavy load. His pace was also hindered by the traditional gear of heavy clothing and a breathing apparatus, which weighed about sixty pounds. Halfway there, the horn blew, calling all firefighters to evacuate. Pick up the pace, Beck. Yes, sir. Beck tried to quicken his steps, but his balance started to give way. Sweat seeped out of him inside his turnout coat. The weight pressed over his shoulder had him stumbling to the exit. I'm right ahead of you, Gabe called out. It was pitch black down here and Beck couldn't see anything. Follow my voice. A bracing rush of cold air, clean air, hit them as they exited the house into the night. Two paramedics from one of the ambulances rushed to Beck, took the body and strapped it onto a gurney. When they left, Beck dropped to his knees. Every one of his muscles pulsed and his breathing was ragged. Ripping off his headgear, he sucked in deep breaths. Again, he recalled the hot, fetid air he'd been forced to take in after a skirmish in Iraq or Afghanistan. Brody O'Malley approached him. Did good, buddy. Thanks. Gonna hurl? A woman, Sands or White, asked. I have. It's okay. Once more, he was overwhelmed with these people's kindnesses. When a member of the elite rescue squad, Tony Ramirez, had been promoted to lieutenant on a different group at the house, they'd pulled back up from his six-month rookie position on a pumper. He knew why. Purple Heart. Silver Star. A variety of commendations for his performance on the battlefield. Though those things meant little to him, they gave him an opportunity for a career that suited him. And he'd always admired firefighters for the actions in 9-11 just as they admired soldiers.